We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KCSN Post Game Show. We are live at the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas. The preseason is now officially over. These things will begin to count the next time the Chiefs take the field. But we're going to talk about what stood out Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers as the Chiefs win 17-10. to I'm joined by, again, my good pal, Mr. Ken Swanson, along with our guy, Tucker Franklin, producing this thing. And we appreciate you for spending part of your night with us as, again, we break down the 17-10 win over the Green Bay Packers. Nice shirt, Kent. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't plan this. I wish we had. I really wish we had, but it was one of the best surprises ever walking in, seeing BJ on the stage in the same exact wonderful, beautiful Charlie Hustle uh, shirts that we both have. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder how many times this happens during the season. Like, there's a good chance, like, that we're going to have some crossover a couple times during this year. We've got a rotation of some swag. We've got some new stuff now. Casey Sports has got some new I- items. So it's not – it's going to happen again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely going to happen again. Statistically. We're either going to have to start a text thread where we just d- make sure our no, fits are ident- – I think it's better when hey, it just naturally happens. All right. Let's do it then. Fine. Let's just see what happens. All right. Let's, you want to get in this game? Let's let's do it. All right, before we get into the game, the one thing I want to start off with this show because I know it was the news of the week and it was kind of on a somber note, but the passing of Chiefs legend Len Dawson. And I can't we talked about it as soon as the game started. The second we saw Patrick Mahomes go out on the field, I was a little surprised that he was going to play. But then you see what they did and the way that they – and I know the Chiefs uh, had tweeted out the picture. Just absolutely iconic photo of Len Dawson and that choir huddle 
uh, and then Patrick Mahomes comes out. I don't think that there is a better, more perfect way to honor the passing of Len Dawson than what they did to start this game. It was beautiful. I, I love just, you know, it just so happened that the the huddle happened right on the 50-yard line, too. Like, they're just yeah. sitting on top. And, man, I yeah, it's just it's a cool moment. Like, there's been so many, you know, like, Len Dawson meant a lot of things for generations of Chiefs fans, and that's really rare to do. You know, Len Dawson, the player, you know, and Len Dawson, the broadcaster, kind of bridged some generations together. You know, I didn't know him as a player. Yeah. I knew him as one of the most important voices of my childhood. Yeah. And so um, what a cool way that, that the Chiefs were able to honor an absolute legend. And, and you know, obviously, if, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore, I think even though Patrick Mahomes exists, Lynn Dawson's the first name that comes out of someone's mouth. The reverence that that organization rightfully has for him mm-hmm. is special. And I shared it on the KCSN update video this week that, you know, one of the moments and it was one of those times and we talked about it was actually outside the trenches. We had a whole segment about it of one of those you're in a moment and you understand live in that moment how special it is. A lot of times it's after the fact. You're kind of like, hey, that was really special. I wish I would have appreciated that. When they and they showed the video of Mitch Holtis interviewing Patrick Mahomes and Len Dawson, that was at the the practice facility. They even bro- broke down some film and they were watching each other. I remember just hearing that they were going to do that and just asking, "Can I just be in the room? Like, I just yeah. want to uh, be around these guys in this moment because you knew it was going to be special and something that was going to be used for for generations and long time to come." I think it's perfect way that they did it. Um, the whole thing was special and. Just for me personally, I didn't spend a ton of time around Len, but that was one of those moments where I was like, I want to be here. I want to be a part of this. Mitch was perfect to do it. Patrick was awesome. Their relationship, the whole thing was just special. Yeah, and it was, it was cool to see Mahomes also honor Len. He was wearing a, a 16 headband today, too. Like, Part of me selfishly wanted to see Mahomes roll out in, in, the, in a 16 jersey just for that one play, but I think there was a nice little touch to, to just wear the headband on the, the 16 headband. That was pretty cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about the game now. Um, one Injury. Uh, there's a couple of injury updates from this one, but the main one we're talking about. Sorry, Tucker. Uh, is that Trent McDuffie, uh, first round cornerback, leaves with a concussion. Uh, we we're talking about this before. It seems like there's a lot more time before the Chiefs' first game. Almost two weeks. Two and a half. Or two I mean. and a half weeks yeah. uh, before the game. So hopefully he can get through concussion protocol and um, kind of get through that. And there's not going to be any issues or nothing's going to get in his way of playing in that first game. Uh, but the last thing that you want to see is a guy who's projected to be a starter, first round pick, rookie. Uh, come out. It was great. It was a nice tackle, a nice play that he made. Got his head down. Yeah. Got banged up. Hopefully he comes back all right. But um, there'll be new new news to follow with that uh, going forward. And then obviously the other uh, injury being Matt Bushman, uh, the tight end, uh, that we will get to here in a little bit. Tucker is is upset about this. As he but should be. We'll talk Matt Bushman here in a little bit. But uh, going into this game and before it kicked off, you and I were talking about how much is Ronald Jones. For me, is Ronald Jones. Yeah. Like how much is he going to play? Is he going to play? How's he going to look? And we'll get to Isaiah Pacheco in a second, but let's start with Ronald Jones. I thought this was the Ronald Jones that we wanted to see. And we talked about this. I know on, on KCSN update that I wanted an opportunity to be as excited about Ronald Jones as I was when they signed him as a free agent, not crazy expectations, but just a player in this league that showed some value. We hadn't really seen it yet during a game. Felt like we saw something tonight. Well, and he actually got some opportunities with the first team offensive line, which I mean, it's it's been tough sledding trying to you know navigate some of the run blocking that we've seen at this point. It's early in the preseason. I think that's the case across the rest of the league. But Ro- Rojo gets some opportunities with the ones. Looks pretty good. I mean, you know, it, they were they were quality NFL capable runs, and you know he did a nice job. But I think the whole story with him today is a little bit bizarre too. Not necessarily from anything that he did on the field because I think he played well. 
it's just the fact that, yeah, he started with the ones. He got some opportunities with the ones. He was playing in the third quarter, too. So yep. just kind of like, I don't know what to do with Rojo at this point. I think he's shown enough. He kind of reminded us all of who he is and what he's capable of doing. Yeah. But he also, like, I think there's the caveat that he got, like, two carries with the ones this entire preseason. was playing late into the third quarter. I'm, I don't know if I have any answers on what they're doing with Ronald Jones even after. I think a pretty solid performance for him. Yeah. So please make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching live, please send us your comments. Let us know what did you see in this game? What do you want us to talk about? What comments do you have? Tucker will bring those up and we'll react to those throughout the show. Um, but Isaiah Pacheco, let's talk a little Isaiah Pacheco because I had jokingly made the point. Um, there was a lot of tongue in cheek with this over the last week, but they were hiding him. That's why he hadn't got a lot of reps. And then he was getting some carries in the third quarter. But uh, you saw the athleticism. You saw the flash. You saw the physicality. Um, this is a great night for Isaiah Pacheco. He looks every bit the part uh, of an NFL running back. And he's a guy with, uh, you know, some some density to him, but explosive, explosiveness too. And that's like a rare trait to kind of be able to, to find. And I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, he looked great on some of the runs that he had today. Saw things a little bit better. You know, I think there was, you know, there's still some questions about his vision. There's some lack of patience at times with how he runs the football. But I thought today he played well. Um, he was physical through the line. He's physical at the point of contact. Did some really good things today. Um, he cemented himself as, as a contributor on this football team. I think he's going to get legitimate, legitimate, meaningful carries on this team. And nothing we've seen in this preseason is going to say anything else. Yeah, and we will be joined by Maddie Lane here a little bit later in the show in about 10 or 15 minutes. We'll bring Randy on because I know uh, he definitely wants to talk Jalen Watson. He wants to talk Darius Harris, Leo Chanel. And we'll talk about the offensive line with Maddie here in just a little bit. But I know one of the players, as soon as we – Got through like the first half. I was like, who do you want to talk about? You mentioned Sky Moore right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to see a ton from Sky Moore from a production perspective outside of just that special teams return. But the special teams return was great. I think it kind of flashed a few of the traits and the things that you like about him and what he's capable of doing with the ball in his hands. There's a reason that he's been getting looks carrying the football a little bit in you know behind the line of scrimmage. But, uh, you know, I, I know the, the the route I was most impressed, impressed by was – was a route he didn't catch, was a play he didn't catch. It was beating that cornerback off the line of scrimmage uh, on the vertical route, getting that, drawing the pass interference call and almost tracking the ball over his shoulder and able to come down with the football. I mean, it was a really nice, impressive play. We didn't see a ton of production outside of that, but still very encouraged by what we've seen out of Sky Moore. I, I, I can't wait to see him and how Andy plans to utilize him because he's going to get opportunities this season. Yep, and he got the one down the field. We got the penalty called yep. on it where he's right there about to make a play. Yep. Seems like he was tracking the ball well. It was a tough play. Uh, we saw tracking the ball well. We appreciate Patrick uh, in our twinning comment there, so we appreciate that. We see that, uh, and we appreciate you. Um, one of the players that – or one of the plays that don't – didn't really appreciate the the touchdown run and we, there's a lot of positive we'll stay positive but one of the players that we've been talking about i just <laughs> jermaine carter linebacker that was not a play that he's going to want to spend a lot of time watching in the film room you know uh they outlined jermaine carter as one of the players to watch uh before the game and if you were watching him you saw some very interesting <laughs> interesting moments for him he doesn't look like the same player that he was coming out of Carolina and here signing as a free agent. Got a little bit of guaranteed money, a little bit under $2 million in guaranteed money, I believe, on his contract, which yeah. is interesting. But he doesn't look like the same kind of mover that we've seen in the past. The one saving grace, I think, for him is he did have a nice play on special teams mm -hmm. uh, on one of the returns, uh, breaking up a, a, a block and deconstructing a block and being able to to make a, you know, a, a solid play there. But, man, I... <sighs> 
it was, it's 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 rough to watch him. It's rough to watch him on defense right now. He looks I, slow to the football. I'm gonna overanalyze some Brett Veach comments here in a second, but before we do that, Tucker's got a word from uh, somebody put the good money on. Whoops, I put the wrong overlay up. Uh, yeah, I've got some great words from uh, DraftKings, our friends at DraftKings, Kansas. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using the code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting starts in Kansas. Plus, one customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as 425 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day. DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DKNG.co slash KS. Good job, Tuck. It's a mouthful. That That is a mouthful, and you did a very good job. Are we done? Oh. <laughs> you just keep drinking your old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, enjoying myself. Your Thank ben, you. Your Thank Ben Holiday cup. Oh, glass. Oh, ben Holiday is incredible. I've, I've, this, yeah. is, this, is, this, is, this isn't even an ad. This is just me gushing about if you, how If you're lucky enough is. to have a liquor store that still has it in stock, you should go grab that. Yeah, it's it's delightful. I love it to death. It's All great. Right. right now, I just teased the, the Brett Veach comments. I want, Tucker, can you bring up the Brett Veach comments? This was from his interview during the game. I'm going to read it for anybody uh, who's listening to the podcast afterwards. The question was on adding depth to the roster, whether that be through free agency or draft picks. And Brett Veach said, yeah, it's such a physical sport, number one, and it's such a long season. We talk about it as a staff all the time. When you look at your eighth, ninth lineman, and you look at your fifth linebacker and your sixth wide receiver, those guys are really going to end up starting, playing meaningful minutes throughout the course of the season. So we're always trying to turn that roster over. And if we can get 1% better at any transaction point, we're willing to do the work and try to make improvements all throughout the calendar year. Now, I'm going to overanalyze those comments because I don't know if it's a Freudian Freudian slip, but he said your fifth linebacker and your sixth wide receiver. Is that meaning that he, in talking with his staff, is like, hey, we got five linebackers? And we've talked about that before, where you looked at my roster projections that I put out last week. I had five linebackers, and Darius Harris was that fifth linebacker without Jermaine Carter making the team because he's probably that sixth linebacker if it's not Jack Cochran or one of the other undrafted rookies. Mike Rose, yeah, yeah, one of the undrafted rookies. So, And then same thing with the receiver position. You got Justin Watson probably as your fifth and Darius Fountain as your sixth. Do you see that as a Freudian slip of some sorts yeah. of Brett Veach kind of giving us a little insight to the numbers game that they have to go through before they cut this roster down next week? Yeah, if you told me that those were how the rosters shook down at the end of it, I wouldn't be surprised even a little bit. I mean, six receivers makes a lot of sense. It seems like Darius Fountain's in favor with Dave Tobe, and that's a big factor in whether or not he's going to make this football team. Had a good game today, too, as well. So, like, that's definitely going in his favor. And, yeah, the linebacker position, the depth of the linebacker position has not been good. 
Um, and I don't know if any guy has really stood out to a, a, a point with special teams to make me think that, you know, like, the, like I don't think Jermaine Carter's done enough to earn an opportunity on this football team. I think they're fine keeping five, um, you know, five linebacks. That's good news for the Colin Saunders of the world. Uh, that's good news for, you know, uh, the Taylor Stallworths of the world, potentially. Yep. Like, it might open up some opportunities on the defensive line if they're only keeping five linebackers. I think I think that's the right line to draw, honestly. And if, I, yep. I genuinely hope that's the line that they draw. And it's because of guys like Jack Cochran and Mike Rose, to me, that are most likely going to end up on a practice squad because they flashed. Yeah. They've got some ability. They've great college careers. They've got good production. Mm-hmm. You have guys like that that are young that you can kind of count on, that you want to give that opportunity to the practice squad, it allows you to move on from a guy like that. And I don't, I wouldn't put it past Brett Veach. You talk about the guaranteed money that the 1% better, if it means that the team is going to be better overall and they have to eat a little bit of that money, it was insurance for when they went through the draft process yeah. that they didn't know they may end up with the Leo Chanel or somebody like that who end up could is going to take one of those roster spots, but you make that move yeah. for Carter at that time to be able to buy yourself the the insurance of if you don't end up with a Leo Chanel, that yeah. he is the next guy. So, uh, yeah, that was a little standoff to me. But one thing I do want to tell you guys, if you're watching this video, please like and subscribe to this video right now because not only does it help us reach more people, but it lets us know that we're doing something correct here at KC Sports Network. And, again, please keep those comments and those questions coming. Yeah. And Tucker will uh, bring those on. Tucker, do we have any good comments right now? That we can react to because we're going to bring Maddie Lane on here in one minute. I'd love to know who you all think helped themselves tonight, too. Yeah. Kyle Coffee is glad someone else is reading that ad. Yes, I am. But promo code KCSN when you do draft, uh, download the DraftKings uh, Sportbook app. Make sure it's, you use that. It's kind of strange that Kyle Coffee is asking you about ad reads. Oh my gosh. Speaking of coffee, have you guys heard of trade coffee? <laughs> that so is well. beautiful. And it's, it's true. I, I, I signed up for trade coffee uh, and I went through the process. They asked me all kinds of different questions about, hey, you know, how do you take your coffee? How do you make your coffee even? They're asking all these very specific questions to help cater to your needs with this wonderful uh, coffee subscription from Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters, even some in Portland which is where I got my first bag. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Is Portland a big city? I'd count it a big city, right? Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. It's quick. It's easy. It's great. You'll you'll find out a lot about your coffee preferences very quickly. And then let Trade find you a coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. And just so you know that we are through the ads, but it's great when we get through the ads because they help us pay bills. They help make all of this possible, but it's also a great product. We I went through the trade coffee process. It was great. I didn't see that one. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> I do appreciate a good segue. Chief in Atlanta, Kent Swanson and Kent Swanson and gushing over segues. Name yeah. a more iconic duo. It's Could've my favorite it. thing, especially when Craig does it. Maddie Maddie Lane has some good ones too, though. Before we bring on Maddie, oh, good. see, no. I tried to set you up for that. No, because you want to talk about Brian Cook's interception. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Maddie could have talked about that too. He you wasn't could, on his list. You waste you wasted a good segue. That's all I'm going to say. Look. Brian Cook, it. I don't think he's been the flashiest. Tucker's like this melting down. This whole thing. <laughs> hey, people, you know, hey, we haven't lost any 
viewers this point. Um, Brian Cook, he's kind of been the quiet second round pick on this football team. And that's kind of a surprise, right? You know, other guys maybe even drafted after him. I've got a lot more attention. But Brian Cook, I think, had his best preseason game to this point. Mm-hmm. I think he flashed really well, honestly. I, sound tackler, sure tackler. You know, the, he slowed some plays down there and kind of held on, wrapped up. He was secure with his tackling. But he made a really nice play on the football against Jordan Love, uh, read the play out, was in good position for the throw, and then finished the play. That was really valuable. That was really good to see from Brian Cook. The Chiefs are obviously very high on him. Uh, we weren't the highest. Like If you asked us during draft season, that was like probably the pick we were the least high on at that spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was good to see him do something you know, really positive here. Looking forward to see if he's able to build off that because I think he's got some opportunities. I think he is going to be involved in this defense and some sub packages. Yeah, and I think Nate Taylor was tweeting this out during the game. You could have nine of the ten rookies or draft picks that are could end up making this roster. Yeah, and that's crazy it's to think about. Great. I know uh, one of those guys that was a draft pick, a late round draft pick that is looking more and more like he's going to make this team get it out the sharpie is who Matt Matty Lane wants to talk about as we welcome him on. So let's bring on. Maddie Lane, one third of the KC Laboratory. What's up, Maddie? Well, I was muted, so that was good. Um, also, <laughs> I didn't get the memo that you were all supposed to match. Like, I, I don't know. That's guys. a like, sick you shirt, keep... too, though. That is a I, sick I, shirt. I, I, I love like that it, one. But you guys got to keep me in the loop next time, especially if you know, I'm the you only one, that one that's not going to. Oh, oh, good luck. <laughs> Yeah, nothing fits for you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a fun game, guys. I'm sure you guys had a lot of fun there. This is a pretty, you know, fun last preseason game to watch. Last little uh, hurrah before we get to the uh, very long wait now for the regular season. Two and a half weeks away, buddy. Hey, if I was going to ask you the one thing that you wanted to talk about before this, or at, yeah, today, after watching that four quarters of football, I'm sure you were uh, attentive from minute zero to minute 60. What was the one thing, what was the one big takeaway and one thing you would want to talk about today? Probably Brian Cook's interception. I think that's <laughs> the one thing I'd really like to no. <laughs> Jalen Watson, man. Got I him. think <laughs> Jalen Watson, quarterback out of Washington State. I yeah. think we've been talking about him for a few weeks now, right? But his preseason has been phenomenal so far. And I've kind of been waiting right on the tip here is just if he can finish out this preseason, if he has one more strong game, there's just zero chance that he can be pushed through waivers and make to the practice squad. And what does he do? He goes out and has another excellent game. He's coming out. He's making tackles at the line of scrimmage. They finally, the Packers finally decide to challenge him in the end zone. And what does he do? He breaks up his third consecutive pass as many weeks in the end zone. He's just had a great run. And at this point, I would be hard pressed to say that I think Joshua Williams definitely has a roster spot or a depth chart spot over him. Both are going to make the team. It's just, I would lean towards Watson being the most pro ready right now. If Rashad Fenton is going to miss time and they need that third corner. So, I mean, that's great to get from two rookie corners competing for that spot, but both looking deserving is a fantastic problem to have. I think that's entirely fair, Maddie. And I, you know, it was, it was really tough setting for Joshua Williams tonight. It was Kind of up and down. He had a lot of penalties, special teams penalty. You know, uh, he he had he had he had he had a rough game. He faced mask against Romeo Dubs. I mean, it was it was not a perfect performance by any stretch of the word. Um, and you know, I think he's a guy that we all kind of looked and said, "Hey, the the developmental process might be a little bit different for him because he's a guy that came." Uh, from a Division II school, and you know he's gotten better and better throughout the process, but that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of polishing that needs to be done 
you know, Jalen Watson comes from a, you know, a Pac-12 program. And he's kind of, you know, I think he's hit the ground running a little bit more uh, than what we've seen out of Joshua Williams. Both are great players. Both are good players I'm really excited about. The funny thing is, I mean, we didn't have Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams. I think we actually had Joshua or Jalen Watson ranked slightly higher than Joshua Williams in the KCSN draft guide, if I remember correctly. We had them both in that 100-110 range. So I'm not too surprised by like what we've seen out of Jalen Watson. It's good to see both of them showing flashes and warranting you know, being excited about the future of the position, especially with, you know, the kind of length that they both have, which is kind of one of the things that C Spagnolo covets. I think the the big trick with it has been that uh, Watson hit training camp, I guess, in a step below Joshua Williams. And maybe that's just in the classroom or on the whiteboard. Joshua Williams is really impressing. He jumps out there and he gets those first early reps with the first team defense and training camp. And I think mentally and the fact that he was drafted earlier, that kind of puts him on a different level than Watson. But as the practice, you know, as offseason has gone on, as we've gotten to these games, I'm with you. I think Watson's relying on his experience of actually going from, you know, a smaller school into the Pac-12. It's a smaller jump for him after he spent two years at Washington State. Yeah. It just looks like the game's a little bit slower for him. Now, I will say this too. The Chiefs put Joshua Williams on an island a little bit more than they do Jalen Watson. His job's harder for him out there. So that is worth noting. But Watson, I think, has flashed more starting level play as of right now. So if they need someone to fill in, I wouldn't feel bad about either guy now. Mm. Matt, I know it's it's special for me because I know you guys spent so much time on the draft that we were sitting right here at this bar on these couches and you guys were glowing over the draft the moment it happened. And now we're sitting here talking about nine and 10 of these guys making the roster as rookies and the impact that they could make for a team that we're still expecting to go and compete for the AFC title and try to go win another Super Bowl with that young core of guys that's coming right through. It's just, it's really cool to see it all come full circle in that way. Yeah. Uh, but Maddie, I know one of the other players you want to talk about was another one of those rookie draft picks and linebackers. A couple of them you want to talk about, but let's start with Leo Chanel and just what do you see from him tonight? And what do you think about his overall position as we head into the regular season. Yeah, a, another guy that we're all super excited about. We're ready to watch him come out there. And I think with Leo Chanel, we kind of all knew what he was going to be. He he writes it on his arms. He's very clear what he's going to bring to the, you know, bring to the table. And that's what we've gotten. But it's just been nice to see that physicality and the athleticism and the explosion that he shows at Wisconsin show up. It's just preseason, but show up in preseason. So you've kind of seen the Chiefs as camp's gone along, as the preseason games have gone. He's starting to mix in with Elijah Lee with these first team reps as the third linebacker. And you see why if they are anticipating run Chanel makes a ton of sense to get on the field. Mm. He's so good in that regard. And he shows progress week after week. Now in coverage, he needs a little bit of help. And maybe that is why Elijah Lee still gets more reps. But I just think that the chiefs have built a pretty solid foundation of their linebacker group right now, especially those first four guys I think they feel pretty good with Bolton and Willie Gay starting, and now you have a run defender and a coverage backer to go along with them. So it's a lot better than it's been the past few years for the team. If I if I remember correctly, I think Leo Chanel got that first crack uh, in the base the, today as well, and that's another positive sign yeah. that you like to see. And, I mean, he's a fun player. I think as he comes on, player, you know, I think fans are going to be endeared to a guy like Leo Chanel. But the other guy I think that's worth talking about a little bit here is Darius Harris. I think he is Sharpie on this football team as the fifth linebacker. Yeah, I don't think that's even close. Uh, He first comes in the game, but he essentially shut down a whole series for the Packers. I mean, he made a play on all three plays. He comes in immediately, and 
I don't think he's pushing for a starting job. I think it's pretty no. clear he's comfortably taking the Ben Neiman-like role. He's the backup Mike linebacker. If they something happens to Nick Bolton, he's the next guy in line to get the green dot. It looks like they're grooming Chanel to maybe be that backup Mike in the future. But right now they trust Harris to do it. He plays well enough on defense that they can trust him. And as a special teams player, he's just as good as any of the other guys. So it was nice to see him flash and have the big splash plays to go along with the smaller, minute details that kind of make him a lock. Uh, Offensive line. I know that's one of the things that we've been paying a lot of attention to. (laughs) Spots six through nine seem kind of open. I want to throw this out there real quick because I had had criticized and talked about during the week that through the first two preseason games, the Chiefs running backs had 30 carries for 45 total yards. And then tonight, a little bit different of a story. Isaiah Pacheco and Ronald Jones combined for 18 carries for 95 yards, completely flipping. I know it's a third preseason game. I know it doesn't matter. All of those things. But the first two preseason games didn't really matter either, and they (laughs) couldn't run the football. So what was the difference tonight? What stood out on the offensive line, Matty? Just overall, I think with Ronald Jones being in there to start, I think it kind of forced the Chiefs to maybe call the plays a little different. It seemed like they were getting a lot more downhill runs, I guess. When you were watching, especially Ronald Jones early, they looked like they were coming downhill. He was getting ahead of steam, and that was getting through the line of scrimmage early. You're not getting the negative runs, and I think that carried throughout most of the game. But I will also say, I just think the offensive line played better. Guys were making better blocks. Guys were sticking on their blocks. I think the Chiefs were reducing some of the the ask of their running backs. They were making the reads a little bit simpler. You weren't getting as many, you know, uh, tight end insert runs where they're having to read the backside and the front side of everything. They just simplified it, and it looked a lot cleaner, I think, top to bottom for the whole team. All right, we've, we've, real quick, we got some breaking news that Tucker's okay. not excited to share, but he's going to share. It us. is with a with a heavy heart that I report Sorry, Tuck. that uh, Matt Bushman has a broken clavicle. Mm. We're going to talk a little Pouring bit. Out. We're going to talk a little bit more about Matt Bushman here in a minute. Sorry, Matty. Tucker really wanted kidding? to get that. I had we're going to we're gonna pour one out, but not this one. <laughs> pour that out. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's that sucks. Um, that sucks for, for well, Matt Bushman had a great performance. We'll talk go back about to, let's later. go back to the offensive line because we've been talking about the second string, the tackles. It, there's one thing that I'm worried about right now is what happens. When one of the starting tackles goes down. You move Joe <laughs> Thune out. Like who's the backup swing tackle? Who do you feel comfortable going in there and playing right now? Matty, I know you had your eyes on it cause you watch everything <laughs> like that. What, what's, <laughs> what stood out to you? Um, I really have liked the way Garen Christians looked over the past couple weeks since he's kind of got the opportunity to take the second team reps and it was at left tackle versus the commanders right tackle in this game. I think he's looked pretty well. I know you can highlight a bad play, uh, especially last week against the commanders. He was a little late out of his stance. He went to help his guard and he got beat very cleanly around the edge by the defensive end. But when I can pick out the one play that was a huge negative out of two whole games, that's not bad for a guy that you're looking at as your swing offensive tackle. And I just think he has the athletic skill set. He buried a guy on the the fullback trap play when the second team O-line was out there. He buried the defensive end that he was down blocking. Like I like what I've seen from him and I don't think it's going to happen, but I also wouldn't have my mind blown if somebody, and he seems to be the guy right now, maybe pushed Andrew Wiley a little bit. Cause I don't know if I've been overly impressed with Wiley at right tackle so far. And so I like seeing Christian. I like seeing Prince Tigo Wanogo get out there with the second team. I think those two are clearly the next best tackles. 
Uh, so Christian getting a chance to maybe push for a starting role or at least be that top guy would be my easy choice. And there was some hype around him coming out of college in the draft. I think Todd McShay famously had him as a first round player, like a top 10 pick way too late in the process for where he was going to go. <laughs> and the chiefs had signed him and there was a little bit of fanfare for him just throughout the whole time. And I think he is kind of living up to that as we get closer to the start of the season. We had, I think, you know, when we were doing our 53 man roster projections on the KC sports network Substack, which you can go ahead and uh, there's a link in the description of this show. You can go subscribe $30 a year uh, helps support boys and girls club of Kansas city and all kinds of great stuff. But um, when we were doing our 53 man roster prediction, the very first one we did, we thought we were, we were Jaren, Jaren Christian was the guy Roger Johnson got the opportunities first. We were always pretty high on, on the, the prospects of Jaren Christian who started some games for Houston last year. I mean, he was an act, he was a yeah. starter for Houston last year. Mm -hmm. I like what we've seen out of Jaren Christian. I agree with you, Maddie. I think he's a guy that I think he's, he's performed admirably. Andrew Wiley, you're right. It's it's not been the prettiest for Andrew Wiley. I, I was halfway through a tweet in the first series where, you know, the Chiefs finally were running the football effectively on that that first run. And I was like, oh, hey, maybe maybe the Chiefs offensive line read all the read all the clippings and all the jokes people had about the run game. Nope, holding call. Uh two holding calls during the during the uh during the game really held a couple big runs back. But um, I think against both against the first team offensive line too, right? There was Andrew Wiley and then yeah, Creed Humphrey Creed a little Humphrey. bit later. Yeah, Tucker and Franklin both were, with the hold. Tucker, Tucker with the big hold. Uh, and they were both on big runs, but that's fine. And maybe that goes to show that the offensive line was trying to be more aggressive. Maybe they were trying to hold blocks a little bit longer to help the running backs. Maybe they were trying to just do a little bit extra because it wasn't working or maybe, you know, it was just bad luck. Yeah. I just think overall you saw a simplified run game and a more aggressive offensive line. And as fans, we wanted to see it. I mean, we were all freaking out about 45 yards on, well, besides BJ. Besides BJ, we were all very <laughs> worried about 45 yards on 30 carries because that's just not, that's not great for the preseason. So it was good to have a game like this and get it under the belt. Come on now. Hey, let's, <laughs> Matty, before we let you go, just final takeaways. The Chiefs, we got two and a half weeks now uh, before the first game, obviously against uh, the Arizona Cardinals there on September 11th. Rosters have to be cut down Tuesday by, I believe, excuse me, three o'clock central time. And then the waiver claims on the next day, what surprise or what changed for you based on what you saw today of what, if you were Brett Veach, what would transpire on Tuesday? You, you guys talked about a little bit. Maybe there is a path to Ronald Jones still making the 53-man roster. Maybe there is a path that they go ahead and just keep four running backs, especially not knowing if they can call up Derek Gore from the practice squad whenever they want, if they need it, because he's you know going on the IR. Uh, so maybe there is a path to Ronald Jones to still make this team. And especially, you guys read into Brett Veach's comments, if you're only keeping nine offensive linemen, there's definitely room for a fourth running back. So I yeah. think that's been the biggest change from this morning to now for me. Mm -hmm. I, that was what I was going to ask you before we got out of here, too. So, like, I was literally going to ask you about Rojo. He looked capable. He did some good things today, and I think that helps his yeah. case. It's going to be fascinating. The roster cut down is less than a week away. Uh, there's some there's some big decisions for this football team to make, and Maddie and I and everyone else at KC Sports Network will be here to break that down uh, next week on the KCSN YouTube channel podcast wherever you you know wherever you consume your podcast make sure you hit the like hit the subscribe button you'll be uh caught up on all that stuff when it happens maddie thank you so much you can catch their content next monday night at 8 p.m central time when they go live for the casey laboratory maddie we appreciate you man oh thank you guys take it easy and kent you're great at transitions buddy <laughs> thanks man we're it's all preseason for everybody including myself <laughs>
All right, now it is time for the Toast Game, our new sponsored segment. Thanks to our friends at Holiday Distillery and the new Ben Holiday Bourbon. We've got it all over the place because they are amazing people. We absolutely appreciate their support, and we really like their drinks. Yes, we do. (laughs) We've got our Ben Holiday cups here, and uh, this one was pretty easy. We were deciding who we wanted to toast for this game. So if you're out there listening, please go ahead and raise a toast. You know, Send us a picture on social media showing that you're raising a toast. But this is to Matt Bushman. Three receptions, 73 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Really disappointing that his season's going to end right now uh, because of that broken clavicle that Tucker told us about earlier. But special shout-out to Matt Bushman. It's awesome to see guys that first get their opportunity to step up and catch a couple of touchdown passes at Arrowhead Stadium. Absolutely special moment for him, his entire family. Um, his father-in-law, Chad Lewis, who played for uh, Andy Reid down mm. at the Eagles. So I'm sure it's special for their whole family. Disappointing night, I'm sure, but some memories that he'll have. And uh, he'll work his way back, and he'll have his number one fan and Tucker Franklin waiting for him. Yeah, so, <laughs> Tucker's been driving the fan the, the fan bus this whole time. So. so Special toast game. Thanks to our friends at Holiday Distillery, to Chiefs tight end Matt Bushman. Mm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, as, as we wrap up this show, we're going to bring on some c- questions and comments uh, from everybody watching, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever it's at. Give us your questions, and we'll get to as many as we can here in the last few minutes of the show as we wrap this one up. And don't forget, we will have plenty of content all throughout uh, the next couple of weeks, getting us all prepared for the game against the Arizona Cardinals. We've got a couple of new series uh, that will be, I guess they're, they're back for this year. Uh, that will kick up next week. So some more special content coming up on KC Sports Network. So please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, And Tucker, let's go ahead and bring some comments and some questions up here. All right, Albert Wilkinson. Ken, I'll let you take this one. How did Darian Kennard play? You know, it's been up and down and up and down for him to this point throughout the entirety of the preseason. I think that's been kind of the same case to this point as well. Um, but I, I'm not out on him, you know, and I, I, I want to be kind of careful here because, yeah, it hasn't been the prettiest preseason for him to this point. Um, but he's undoubtedly earned a roster spot. And I think that's like the important thing. Maybe he hasn't it hasn't been the cleanest thing for him. He's still kind of lumbering a little bit in space at times. Pass protection has been a little bit of an adventure. But I think the physical profile, um, the attitude and some of the stuff that we've seen in college undoubtedly warrants him continuing to get looks. Make sure I, I think he's I think he's a lock for the 53. I think you keep him. Yeah, I think mid round pick lot to like about him. He's going to work through his stuff. Uh, he's got some veterans to, to, to work around. Not everybody's going to step in and just absolutely crush it from week one. And that's one thing that we've been preaching 
um, on our shows, and I know you guys have been talking about it too, that with all of these young players on the Chiefs, and I'm flipped to the defensive side because that's where a lot of the, the impact guys we're going to see right away as rookies, that as talented as they are and as excited as we are, they're still rookies coming into the NFL league. And it's go- there are going to be some bumps. There's yes. going to be some bruises with those guys early in the season. As long as you keep everybody healthy, the second half of the season is really we're going to see those guys not seem like rookies anymore yeah. with the amount of snaps that we're going to be seeing from this rookie class with nine draft picks, nine uh, rookies. They're going to be stepping on the field for a team that you're expecting to go win the Super Bowl. So we're saying it right now at the end of August that don't freak out when some of these guys struggle. They make mistakes, and it may lead to a loss. It may lead to a couple losses. Hopefully, with the leadership in the locker room and Andy Reid, all that you learn from your mistakes, and then you get through it. Um, But there's reasons to be excited about those guys. There's reasons that Darian Kennard has flashed, and things like this are what gets these guys better. They don't step out and be an all-pro right from the beginning. And the Chiefs, yeah, and the Chiefs don't need him right off the bat either. Yeah. So, you know, you're, give, give him some chance to develop. I, I think he hasn't done anything that makes me think he shouldn't be getting a chance right now. Cool. Let's bring on just one, maybe two more questions. Who is the best run-blocking tight end? Ooh. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but I, yeah. you don't want him doing it. Yeah. You don't want him at his age doing this. And and that's, I mean, he kind of was on a pitch count towards the end of the year. This is not something where you want the workload of run blocking being the responsibility of Travis Kelsey. I think if you see a, a roster, and I think Maddie talked about it, and I agree with him. I think I said offensive line, backup offensive line at one point. I think a blocking tight end might be the number one waiver wire slash late trade potential that you look at. It's, it's in-line blocker. I mean, especially, I mean, Matt Bushman. I mean, uh, his his broken clavicle too. So uh, yeah, they, they need some help as an inline blocker because they really don't have. Got to find the next Jason Dunn. Yeah, okay, that would be awesome. <laughs> Just do that. Just go find that dude. All right, let's bring on one more question. What's Jason Dunn doing? <laughs> maybe they can. I see him all over the place. Maybe He's they could. Maybe it. they could get him in line. He's crushing it. All right, Chiefs. Chief in Atlanta. What grade do you give the Chiefs top to bottom this preseason? Ooh, that's tricky. Top to bottom, uh, all the way to the bottom. C. I mean, I, 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 man, no, that's not fair because I think the, I think the ones have done enough that you just mask somewhat. So if we're grading on a curve, give it a B plus. I think the the offense first and defense first teams have been great. Yeah, everything after has been pretty pretty. Chicago, you couldn't be more happy with what we saw from Chicago. I mean, not that it was really clean on the offense because that was just talent taking over. It wasn't yeah. clean, but we just saw how good they were. Yeah. But on the defensive side, they came out and crushed. Like that first team defense looked awesome, mm. and so I wouldn't. I'd probably say like a B. Just because, and more, more for the offense for me, because you know they can be so much more efficient. There were a lot of broken plays. There were a lot of just it didn't look great. But then Patrick Mahomes just went all Patrick Mahomes it's, and made it happen. Like, and it was like, yeah, if, that's not how Andy Reid drew it up. But we're just better than you, so it's going to be fine. If you're grading on a curve, Patrick Mahomes led possessions went for a score 100 percent of the time, and first team defense possessions went a shutout 100% of the time. And then everything else after that, pretty up and down. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I I give it a solid B plus for like just the performance of the ones just masking everything else. That's really all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate all of you for spending part of your night with us or part of your day with us. If you're listening to the audio on the podcast afterwards, please, again, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review and leave a comment for us. Let us know what you think. And we appreciate that. And again, we will have you covered over the next two and a half weeks as the Chiefs get prepared for their week one game against the Arizona Cardinals. And also the fact that, or excuse me, Brett Veach and his staff have to get this roster down to 53 guys by Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time with waiver claims coming in the next day. So I 
and talking with the guys make one last point. It was, it's always interesting to talk to the veterans and the, the bubble guys, because after Tuesday, they feel like they made it. And then you put in a waiver claim and then, then you end up getting released. That's always tough for those guys who feel yeah. like they made it and then they get the waiver claim and then they end up not making it. So Ross will be 100% Wednesday, uh, but we'll get that initial 53 on Tuesday and we'll have you covered every step of the way. We appreciate you for joining us for myself, BJ Kissel, Kent Swanson, for Tucker Franklin, for Maddie Lane, who joined us earlier, and for Scott Ward, guy, king of all of social media for KC Sports Network. We <laughs> he appreciate can't hear us right now either. No, he can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's crushing content right now. But everybody here at the Kingdom Bar and Grill for taking care of us, Darren, David, and the whole crew, we appreciate them, and we will see you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.